0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. It's a Thursday, February 9th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. How about Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers in town tonight? Wow. Um, what a spectacular player both of those guys are, actually. Uh, always excited to see McDavid in person, to see that explosiveness and that speed, but uh, how do you mitigate it? How do you slow it down? Well, in this episode, in a second, you're going to hear from Joel Farabee. I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday at practice to talk about getting back from the break, facing Edmonton tonight, and more. Plus, we'll hear from Oilers television analyst, former NHL player, tough guy too, still a big man, Louis DeBrusque. Of course, he's got a son in the league, Jake DeBrusque. who plays for the Boston Bruins, and he's going to break down... How to try and slow McDavid down, and we'll get an advanced scouting report on the Edmonton Oilers from Louis DeBrusque. But let's get to Joel Farrabee first. I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday at practice, and here's Beezer. Uh, we're with Joel Faraby, uh in advance of the Flyers Edmonton game. First of all, how was the break?
1: Break was good. Uh, definitely nice to you know just hit a reset button, uh, get away from it for a little bit, but then uh, you know rest the body up, and then you know you're right back into it. So
0: uh, good break, but yeah, we're we're excited to be back. When you get back, do you feel a little bit of having to knock the rust off, get everything back, kind of head, hands, feet, all in order?
1: Not necessarily. I think for for me at least, it's more just getting mentally locked in. Um, you know, I think it's easy when you're you know you go away on vacation or whatever. To that's kind of what you want is to you know forget about things, uh, you know, clear your head a little bit. But uh, you know to get back, I think you just got to really focus in mentally. I think you know you're only gone for you know really a few days, so your body's not not too much out of it you're not you know out of shape or anything so uh yeah just just try to get uh you know mentally locked back into you know last 30 games here and uh, you know go from there
0: you guys are going to see mcdavid dry and the oilers the power play that clicks at 32 percent for them you know, i mean obviously staying out of the box is a big part of it but you've played against him a few times now and to deal with his speed and the way he's able to process at that speed how from, from your standpoint in defending him particularly in the neutral zone how do you kind of attack that with him <laughs>
1: Yeah, I th- you know, I think he's, you know, for sure the best player in the league right now, uh, maybe of all time. But, um, you know, I think for him, you, you, you're never going to, you know, never going to take him away completely. It's probably pretty impossible to do that. I think you just try and contain him, try and put him uh, put him to spots where, you know, he's, he's forced to, you know, make a play on his backhand or, you know, do things like that. Um, you know I think for them uh, they're you know really offensive base good for them you know they like you said their power plays really click him but I think um, with that it, it can also hurt him a little bit you know I think with some turnovers so hopefully you know we can you know just play good D stay under him and then you know hopefully the you know the, the play comes to us.
0: The big key too is not letting just the mentality of his speed defeat you mentally before it even happens.
1: Right yeah I mean you can't just you know pack it in and say all right he's gonna have this many points tonight you know he, Kind of, got to mitigate it, right? Yeah, you just you just try and limit him. You know, you, you know he's going to be low below the puck, and he's going to try and build as much speed as he can. And um, yeah, you just try and keep him to the outside, force him to make plays on his backhand, things like that. And uh, you know, hopefully some turnovers come from it, and you know we can go on the offense. Joel, good luck tonight. Thanks for doing this. Thanks.
0: Thanks to Joel Faraby for taking some time after practice yesterday to join us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Flyers taking on Edmonton tonight, game two of this four-game homestand. Flyers will see Edmonton on that four-game road trip that follows this homestand as well. So let's get a scouting report on Edmonton from their analyst. Former NHL player Louis DeBrusque caught up with him yesterday to get some intel on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily is Oilers analyst Louis DeBrusque. Louis, how are
2: you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Yeah, happy to be back in Philly. Haven't been here for a while. Obviously, the pandemic, uh, getting to see some teams... You know, in real life, that we haven't seen in a, in a couple of years in their home uh, buildings. So excited to be here and take in a skate, and looking forward to the game.
0: Coming down for the good weather.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything's good weather compared to Edmonton right now. I shouldn't say that. We're getting a little warmer now, but uh, yeah, always nice to get out of the snow for a little bit and uh, see some sunshine.
0: Let me ask you about the t- the team that you cover, the Edmonton Oilers, and obviously McDavid and Drysyle, two guys that can just absolutely dominate a game. But defending those two guys, you'd have to defend them differently. So let's talk about McDavid first. Yeah. You know, how have teams had some level of success in kind of mitigating what he can do?
2: It's really difficult. Um, you can you can minimize his chances, but you're never going to take them entirely away. And I think that what teams really try and do is try and <clears throat> excuse me, meet him when he's getting the puck. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. If you let him wind it up and he has speed before you get to him, you have no chance as far as matching him with his speed. But if you can get to him right when he's getting that puck and force him to do something that he doesn't want to do. The other thing, though, is he's improved in that regard. So everyone talks about his rush, his speed, um, the way he can transport a puck. He's the fastest player in history with the puck on a stick. There's no question about that. That's what makes him so elusive is that he skates as fast, if not faster, with the puck than he does without it. Um, which makes him difficult to check, but he's really worked on that strong game down low, and he's an excellent cycle player. He can stick handle in tight spaces. You try and bump him off of a puck, he can shrug off the strongest guys in the league, and that's one thing that he had to really work on coming into the league is not a real big guy, but it makes him a double threat. He's great off the rush, but he's awesome in the zone as well, so... I guess what I'm saying is the only thing you can do is do it by committee. You know, you, you, one guy has to try and take him, push him to an area. Second guy has to meet him in that area and just get him to force a play. But by double teaming him, like with all the great players, if he slips in the game,
0: it, you're in trouble.
2: Yeah, if, if if he makes the pass to the open guy, you're in trouble too because with two guys on him, somebody's open.
0: The one thing about him too is he's got a super computer between his yeah. ears. A lot of guys, a lot of guys can skate fast, yeah. but he can play fast because he can yeah. process.
2: Unbelievable hands and feet, right? Yep, and and. you're right the processor is there which all the great players have they have that ability to kind of read a play anticipate understand what's going to happen the other thing with connor too is he has a tank a reserve that just doesn't it it doesn't quit his energy level and the ability to extend his shifts and that's where he'll catch a lot of teams is he'll drag you into deep water he'll he'll get you out there and then once he's there he's very comfortable in that regard and he still has 30 40 seconds left in the tank where most most players are looking for the bench in a defensive role because number one you're skating faster than you normally skate trying to check him number 2 it's a 30 40 second shift you're now fatigued that's where he, if you make one mistake in that part of the game he's going to exploit you because he'll stay out there for another 30 seconds he'll drag you in and as the game goes on that starts to wear you down too so yeah. there's a lot of things that go into it listen it's not just Connor McDavid i i mean Leon Draisaitl Nugent Hopkins is having a career Hyman's having a career Evander Kane's getting back up and running they have a very deep forward group that uh, can make you pay in a lot of ways and they work hard but there's no question Connor has, has kind of changed the way opposing teams prepare for the Edmonton Oilers, and certainly I think the league, when he comes into buildings, um, he's the one guy that I've heard coaches talk about. Most coaches will say we're worried about our team, but with Leon and Connor, almost every coach to a man will say we have to have a game plan against those two players.
0: Yeah, and the other thing too is he can beat you mentally before you even take a shift yeah. against them yeah. because of that speed. Um, the power play is clicking at thirty. To- I can't believe I'm saying this, <laughs> 32%. I mean, that's absurd. you just got to stay out of the box against the Oilers if you want to have any success.
2: I agree. And you know what? It's, it's a weapon for them. And I think they use it to punish teams that want to play physical against them and um it's something they really work on I know I know you look at the talent that's on the ice that they put out there and especially the three across Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, McDavid, the three centermen that can all play the half wall all can interchange all can go into the bumper position if they have to but they're excellent at moving that puck around and then net front you've got Zach Hyman who's an absolute workhorse Mm -hmm. but also Evander Kane will step in there and get an opportunity and he's great in front of the net too excellent at tipping pucks big guy that takes up a lot of space. the thing that makes the power play so effective for me, though, it's always changing. They're always keeping you guessing. You're never going to see the same look twice in a game. They're going to come out there, they have game plans and situations where they want to try different things to always keep the penalty kill guessing. So penalty kills will adjust and try and morph into what they think they need to be, and in the game on the fly, they'll make adjustments, which makes it very difficult to defend.
0: Yeah, predictability is the friend of defending. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: and unpredictability and is not. So <laughs> it's, always the, it's always the age-old question, right? Do you Are you aggressive against a really good uh-huh. Penalty kill a power play like that, and you know what? Yes, you'll have some success being aggressive. And I've seen teams. Come but you'll out, pay too. Yes, be aggressive. But if if they make that one play, they mm-hmm. need to make, and they can make that play. Not every time, but they can make that play. They're going to get a great a chance with elite players on the ice that are probably going to put it in the back of the net. As it's a two-on-one on the goaltender and a player, but. And if you're passive, you're just allowing very skilled players to have a puck on their stick for longer than you want them to have it on their stick. It's, it's funny. It's a real dynamic that we keep an eye on. Razor-thin yeah, edge. Yeah, I always like to see teams and how they're going to try and adjust and go against it. No question, you've got to be committed. You be blocking, you've got to be shot-blocking. You've got to keep things to the outside if you can. And you've got you've to win those 50-50 puck battles. Louis, thanks for doing this. All right, take care.
0: Great to catch up with Louis Debrosky. He had some great stories that you didn't hear there that just he and I were talking at practice yesterday. About his days coming here as a player against the Flyers. (laughs) Some great stories, and uh, what a character of the game he is. And uh, thanks to him for joining us and giving us the intel on the Edmonton Oilers. Flyers Oilers tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily. (laughs)